following audio is from St Nick's Durham. As a church, we exist to love God, love people, and love Durham. We hope that this sermon will serve you well as a supplement to your regular Bible reading, prayer, and participation in your local church. For more information about St Nick's, directions, or resources, please visit stnicks.org.uk. Good morning, everyone. Today's first Bible reading is from Psalm 67. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad and sing for joy, for you rule the peoples justly and guide the nations of the earth. May the peoples praise you, O God. May all the peoples praise you. Then the land will yield its harvest, and God, our God, will bless us. God will bless us, and all the ends of the earth will fear him. And our second reading this morning is Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about, about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more important than food, and the body more important than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you by worrying can add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labour or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendour was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Hello everyone, my name is Miriam and I'm one of the order nuns on placement here at St Nick's. Let's pray before I begin. Father God, thank you that we can come together to study your word and to hear from you. Holy Spirit, may my words be to your praise and glory. Amen. Now, I don't know if you noticed because Matthew is pretty subtle, but our theme in the passage today is do not worry. In fact, the word worry appears seven times in the whole of Matthew's Gospel, and six of those times are in today's verses. And if you like Bible trivia, I've got one more for you. The command, do not worry, actually appears 365 times in the Bible. That's once for every day of the year. That's pretty cool. Clearly, do not worry is an important theme, both in our passage today and in the whole Bible. But if you're anything like me and you, when you first heard those verses read um, just a moment ago, 
Perhaps you laughed and thought, ha, Jesus telling us not to worry. Does he know we're in the middle of a pandemic? Do not worry. It's a lot easier said than done. Sometimes I wish I could turn off my worries just as easily as I turn off my lights. It would be great. Imagine this. Will my Amazon parcel arrive in time for mum's birthday? Oh, the worry's gone. Will they remember that I wore this top last Sunday at church? Oh, worry's gone. Will this pandemic ever uh, go away? Oh, worry's gone. Now that would be great, wouldn't it? But unfortunately, it's not the case. <laughs> we cannot stop worrying that easily. As much as I'd like it to be true, it's not possible to switch off my worry as I switch off my lights. However, it is possible to cultivate an attitude of trusting in God as an antidote to worry. And this is what our passage today from Matthew is all about. Cultivating is a process which takes both time and effort to do. For those of you who have ever grown any fruit or veg in your garden, you'll know that it's not the case that one day you plant a seed and the next you've got a perfect bunch of carrots to pick. No cultivating, it takes time. It takes patience. It takes care. But imagine what it would be like if we could cultivate an attitude of trusting in God. And imagine the impact that would have on how much we worry. This is what we are going to explore a bit further together today. Cultivating an attitude of trusting in God as an antidote to worry. We are looking at the end of Matthew chapter 6 today. And you may like to keep your Bibles open as we go on. Now chapter, this chapter comes in the middle of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. A group of Jesus' teachings to his disciples. He has already introduced them to the Beatitudes, he's taught them the Lord's Prayer, and now he calls them to not worry. Verse 25 opens with the command, do not worry. Do not worry about the food you will eat. Do not worry about the clothes you will wear. Do not worry. And it's not just a one-time command either. It's a command to keep on not worrying. The Greek word used throughout these verses, merimnao, it has this sense of more than just an emotion of uh, describing worry. It's uh, referring to an anxious sense of mind, being consumed by worry, the kind of worry that takes over and takes priority over everything else. And so when Jesus tells his disciples to not worry about what they will eat or what they are wear, he's not forbidding them from thinking about these things nor is he forbidding them um, from working towards these things to provide them for themselves or others. But he is calling them to assess their priorities and put trusting in God at the top. Jesus points to the birds in the sky and he says, look how your heavenly father looks after the birds. But you, do you know that you are so much more valuable to God and valued by God than those birds? So imagine all that he is going to do to look after you. Your heavenly father knows exactly what you need. So you can trust him. However, when things go wrong and 
you begin to worry, you actually often find ourselves seeking comfort in material things instead of in God. We look to good food or new clothes or um, new chill on Netflix to help provide that sense of security that we're worried about losing. But Jesus is calling his disciples to live differently. He is calling them to stand out by not being consumed by worry. He's calling us to live differently too. Just before our verses today in chapter 6, Jesus has warned the disciples about the dangers of storing up treasures on earth rather than in heaven. And he is again here calling his disciples to not put their trust in material things, but in their heavenly father. In these verses so far, there have been a lot about what Jesus has said, do not do. Do not worry has been said multiple times. And actually, there's only one thing Jesus tells the disciples to do in these verses, and that is in verse 33. He says to them, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. And like the earlier command was not a command to not worry once, but a command to keep on not worrying. The command to seek is also a command to keep on seeking. Keep on seeking God's kingdom. Jesus is calling his disciples to keep on seeking God's kingdom and the way that God, God's way of life. But it seems a bit strange suddenly having this positive call among so many negatives. Well, how do the two um, combine it? What have they, what have they got to do with each other? Well, Jesus is teaching his disciples that the opposite of worrying is seeking God's kingdom. Following one leads to the other. Seeking God's kingdom leads to not worrying. But as I said at the start, this is not an easy thing to do. In fact, some have suggested the command do not worry is in fact the hardest instruction in the Bible. By calling us to not worry, Jesus is calling us to transform our attitude in how we face troubles and challenges in our lives, to cultivate trust in God so that we can face our troubles with faith and not with worry. Our verse 34 tells us that following Jesus does not give us a golden ticket to a trouble-free life. But we also don't need to increase our troubles by worrying about things before they happen. We can trust that God will help us through his Holy Spirit to cope with those troubles when we, they actually happen. But what we can do to prepare is seek first his kingdom. But like we cannot simply switch off our worry like a light, we also cannot just switch on trust in God and seeking his kingdom. It is something we have to cultivate. It is something that takes time, something that takes patience, something that takes care. And sometimes it's easier than others to follow Jesus's call not to worry and to make seeking his kingdom our top priority. But we can, bit by bit, cultivate an attitude of not worrying, of an attitude of trusting in God as an antidote to worry. Now, one of the things that I do to help me put my trust in God and not worry is journaling. Whenever it's a new year, a new term, or just a new start of a new season, I always try and take a chunk of a day just to be uh, with God and to bring it before him. 
I give thanks for the things that he's already done in um, the previous season, but I also, it's about looking ahead to what is coming next. And I make a few lists. I make a list of the things I am excited about. I make a list of the things and the places where I'd love to see God's at work. But I also make a list of those things I'm really nervous about and anxious about, and I don't know how I'm going to keep going. I then bring those things to God in prayer. And then in the following weeks and months, I go back to that journal entry and look to see where God has been moving. And I'm always amazed in the ways that God answers those prayers. He moves and helps uh, either reduce or get rid of worries that I didn't think were going to be possible or solutions have um, come that I just couldn't have thought of. I'm always encouraged by the way that God has been working in my life and in the lives of those around me. And so seeing what where God has moved um, to help me deal with my worries increases my trust with him. It helps me to cultivate an attitude of trust in God so that the next time I face a similar situation, I can think back to how God helped me last time and therefore trust him more the next time. I'm also really encouraged when I hear other people's stories of how God has helped them when they have faced troubles and when they are worried. And this is one of the reasons it's great to share uh, stories of how God is transforming our lives and helping us to face our troubles with faith and not worry. It both helps us to remember the ways that God has already been working and is working in our lives, but it also might be just the very thing someone else needs to hear so they can begin to tr start trusting in God and begin to seek his kingdom. Now I have the joy of joining several families from St Nick's at Pajama Church every week. And one of the things we do is we have a memory verse every month. And I was, while I was reading and praying and preparing for this sermon, I kept coming back to our memory verse from January, which was Psalm 55 verse 22. Cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous fall. Now I love this image of casting our cares onto God. And actually I found it really helpful in thinking about how might I follow Jesus' call to do not worry, but instead to seek first his kingdom. So I invite you to think about how you might start or how you might continue to cultivate trust in God. Is there a worry that you need to cast onto God today? Perhaps there's something you need to start doing to help you to seek God's kingdom today. In a moment, we're gonna have a chance to respond to God um, with, and his word with a new song inspired by these very verses. And I invite you to use this time to consider how might you cultivate an attitude of trusting in God? What are you going to do straight away to help you make seeking the kingdom of God your top priority and to cast your worries onto God? And what might be a longer term action that you might need to think about taking and growing and cultivating to help you cultivate your trust in God? Now, cultivating isn't easy. It takes time. It takes patience. It takes care. But it's worth it because Cultivating trust in God is an antidote to worry.
Thank you for listening to the St Nick's Durham podcast. If you'd like to hear more sermons and teaching like this, then subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. For more information about St Nick's, visit our website at stnicks.org.uk.